0: Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. So, last week, Father Dave spoke about heaven. Do you remember what he said? This is... (laughs) You remember, this isn't heaven and heaven will blow your socks off. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, things like heaven, things that we can't see with our eyes but are nevertheless very, very real. But we start with the things that we can see. Other people, uh, trees and hills and mountains and clouds and rain. And at night if it's clear you can see the moon and the stars and a nice chunk of the Milky Way. It's all visible to us, and we can know it's all there just by seeing it. But what about other things that we can't see with our eyes, like God and heaven and angels and saints and, well, hell and devils and all that too? How do we see them? That invisible part of our world can be really hard for us to see, much less get our arms around For us to see, or a better word might be perceive, so for us to perceive those things it takes a little bit of work and because of the work it can be easy to dismiss those things and just remain content with our lives and focused only on the reality of the world that is visible to us. But there are consequences for us if we remain focused on just the visible world because that means we could very well be neglecting some things and some truths that are more important than the world of the senses. On the other hand, if you understand that the way to see into the invisible world is by way of the physical world, you're halfway there. Let me give you a little example. Just this past Wednesday, we had our school mass that afternoon. And I came over here to the church with Father Dave a little bit early and the kindergartners were the school choir that day and they were rehearsing. And what I heard and saw in those kids that day darn near blew my socks off. That's a true story, remember? Those kids were so enthused and so committed to perform well for that Mass that tears came to my eyes. And for both Father Dave and me, it was a little bit like heaven. And for the time that I was able to listen to that little group, I sensed something of the joy and happiness that God has in all of his children. It was that touching. Another thought for you. As a priest, I get to deal with a number of difficult issues, death being one of them. Another issue might be troubled relationships between spouses or between parents and their children. And one of the keys to dealing with these kinds of things is to ask what God might be saying to us when these things happen, when problems arise. There are realities in those things beyond what we feel and experience. Now in the case of death, the death of someone close to us, frequently God permits a communication to us that the deceased is fine, something that gives great relief and consolation to others who are worried and concerned about the deceased loved one. And that's great. I've experienced that myself with members of my family who have passed. And we use that communication experience to praise God and enter more deeply into his life and applying it to our own day-to-day experiences. But what about when clarity like that isn't readily available? In those cases, it's advisable to ask God a question. Lord, show me what you are seeing in this situation so that I might better understand and deal with this as you would want. Simply being open to God's input can help us live through our concrete experiences in a more complete and hopefully holy fashion and add to our vision of our world that can see far beyond what our eyes are capable of seeing. Let me tell you one more thing. Now, most of you know that I was ordained to the priesthood in June, so I've only been a priest for just over four months. One week after ordination, I was sitting in the confessional, that room, right over there for the very first time. And it was a very strange and weird experience for me. People would come in, they'd tell me their sins, sometimes their troubles and problems, and one person after another. Now, there was nothing that I learned in seminary that was able to... to, train me for that moment when I started hearing confessions. Nothing, probably because it's such a unique thing to do. But I was a bit anxious and a little bit worried, and in between visitors, I would look up to the ceiling in that room and simply ask God why he has me doing this confession stuff. It was really in between everybody. Why am I here? And it was for every visit, and this, this surprised me that I had never considered it prior to ordination. But I experienced that same weirdness for several several weeks. And always the same question, why God? Why do you have me doing this? Well, one day, I started hearing confessions, and something felt very different in a, in a good way. I was hearing people much better. And I became aware that some of what was coming out of my mouth was being influenced by, well, I wasn't sure what, but it was good stuff. And I'd say something to my visitor and then, and then think to myself, where did that come from? And at some point that day, I recognized and decidedly felt that the Holy Spirit was there, present in that confessional and in a very special and particular way. Well, the reality is that I no longer ask God why He put me there. I no longer think that my being there is weird or strange. And in fact, I look forward in a very big way with anticipation to ministering the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And when the last person leaves, I am genuinely saddened that experience the Holy Spirit in that way has to end. Now I suppose that the key takeaway for you all is simply this. We don't have to look far beyond the visible reality in which we live to find or discover God or the hidden truths that are contained in our day-to-day lives. What's important is that we adopt the practice of thinking about our lives and our experiences with the idea, the belief, and the conviction that God is somehow present in all of it. And when things make sense and bring us joy, we thank him for it. And then we retain a a memory of that joy for the times when things are not quite so joyful. And when things don't make sense, and our joy has somehow been lost, we ask God for clarity over and over and over if we have to. Now, it might take a while for him to get back to you on that request. After all, his ways are not our ways. But I can almost guarantee that an answer to the invisible side of the question will be found in and through our experience of life in the visible and the sensible world so here's a, here's a recommendation for you. You can call it homework if you want, but you have veto power over it, so you don't have to do it. But I'd strongly recommend it. What you should do is pick a problem somewhere in your life. For the next few days or weeks, take that problem to God. Tell him about it, and then ask him to help you see that problem as he sees it and ask him for clarity about it. It won't take long, it's a minute, maybe two at the most, but do it daily and be consistent about it. And for crying out loud, don't demand. God has his ways and he knows best how to address your request. And when you make your request, be attentive. It's not likely that you're gonna hear his big, booming voice telling you what you need to do It's more likely going to be something very subtle and ordinary as you go about living your life in the visible world. And don't forget, when clarity comes, make sure you thank him for it. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.